Neve's solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neve's includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve's solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome to The Parent's Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I am Lydia Elcoury. And I'm Shirley Heyman. So we've got an exciting show lined up for you. Um, I'm sure if you haven't talked to somebody about the GCSEs in the last week or month, you mightn't have been in the country because it's been a hot topic. And they've ca- it's caused some ripples this year um, in the United Kingdom. This year there was the sharpest decline in pupils achieving a grade A star to C since the GCSEs were introduced in, li- in the late 1980s. So they were down 69% last year to 66.9%. A similar trend was seen in maths and English and overall the proportion of pupils getting A star to C in English plummeted 5.2% to 60.2% and maths suffered a drop of 2.3%. So has the system changed? Do you think there's too much pressure being put on children and students at the moment? And how does this pressure affect their performance? All the questions we want to ask tonight. We need to find out how do schools feel about it and how do the parents feel about it? But most importantly is how do students feel about all of this? And we're also asking, are there options beyond the GCSE if you don't want to take A-levels or feel the system doesn't accommodate you or feel you didn't get the results you wanted. As always on The Parents Show, we're approaching the subject from every angle. So first off, we're going to be speaking to Jemima Durrant. And she's a local mom, and her son completed his GCSEs this year. So we'll be talking about their experience. And then in the studio with us, we're really pleased to say that we've got Eric Layton, who's a local student, and he's just completed that process, and it's now gone into sixth form. So we'll find out how he felt it all went. And then we're speaking to local careers advisor, Louise Knight, and she's going to talk us through how the career landscape has changed for children post-16. And finally then, um, from Oaklands College in St Albans, we have Sean Scully, and we're hoping Sean's going to talk to us about all the opportunities available to post-GCSE students. Great. So to start off the show, we're going to speak to a local mum, Jemima Durrant, and um, she's joining us on the phone now. Hi, Jemima, how are you? I'm doing all right, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Thanks a million for joining us. That's okay. So tell us a little about your family's GCSE experience this year. Well, it started off, obviously, back last... Well, it's been two years, actually, where they start off in year... I don't know, a couple of years ago, and... um. They kind of build them up to it, and he finally took his GCSEs back in kind of May time. Yeah. And it all builds up to that, and he did them all, and he came out with five GCSEs, but he didn't he didn't actually get into sick form, as he as we thought he might, but might not, kind of thing. But we, you know, we are. We had applied for college and that, as you know, as well. But it was the build-up was very kind of oh kind of thing. He was, you know, he's very easygoing. He's a very easygoing child. But he, you know, in the, we found that it was coming out in his sleep. He was grinding his teeth. He was coming out in ulcers. Oh gosh. You know, it was it was coming out that way rather than a 
you know, any other way. So we uh, were finding uh, it was hitting him more in his sleep than actually what it was during the day. And it was, it, you know, it wasn't easy. As a family, it wasn't easy. It sounds like it really is a very stressful process to go through and especially when you're saying actually it started two years ago the whole the whole yeah they, GCSE. But, but they kind of start in year seven eight nine I, I have to remember because it's very different from my years when i started and they kind of started in year 10 so it kind of started then but it didn't really hit him i don't think until january february of this year when it all started kicking in and the real big things kind of started coming out and you know he, he he he's not one to show i'm fine i'm fine but obviously in his sleep he wasn't fine <laughs> you know because he was grinding his teeth he was sleepwalking he had kind of ulcers in his mouth just from stress basically yeah that's oh as a mum that must have been so hard to see him to see him kind of suffer from stress yes, to that extent. Yes, because he's not one that gets easily stressed. And and so, how do you feel about it now, in retrospect? What well, retrospect now, do you know what? On the day he got his results, seeing him walk up the street crying because he didn't get what he needed to get into sick form was heartbreaking. But actually, now I look at it in retrospect, actually, do you know, it's probably the best thing for him kind of coming out of school, going into something different, I think probably is quite a good thing. And how well supported did you feel in taking the college route? Did you feel you, you had enough information there? For yes, you? yes, we did. Actually, from Oakland, because he's now Oakland's in Welling. Oh, um, yes, actually, we did. We felt very well informed. And uh, to be fair, I think the school possibly could have helped us a bit more. But I think that's generally all over with schools in Hertfordshire. I think we could have been helped a bit more, but we kind of picked up on the fact that we wish they'd actually told us that he wasn't going to go into sit form instead of pussyfooting about it a little, if you know what I mean. Instead of pussyfooting about it, instead of saying, actually, he's not going to make sit form. And do you think schools are in a position to say that in advance of the exams? Well, I think it's very hard on schools too, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy on them either. But I think he was so many points off in getting into sick form. That's why he felt so gutted in not getting into sick form. But I think the school could have helped a bit more in where he was. But I think that's generally all over, not just blaming where he was. I think that's the schools generally that he could have, they could have pointed out, I think, and again, it could have, on our sides, we could have picked up on that too and we didn't. So it's not blaming the school entirely, it's us as well, we didn't pick up on it. We were quite naive, I think, with being a first child. We were quite naive on the picking up on mm. he wasn't going to quite get into sick form. But we thought they were going to help us get into sick form only being numerous points off getting into sick form we didn't realize it it had to be on the points on the ones he was taking rather than getting into sick form but so i think we were a bit naive too and i think we you know you know it was 
the connection people the connects people is it the the people who um uh with the schools that tell you to apply for college as well that actually made us apply for college thinking we might need to actually apply for college as well as sit form and how do you feel now about that, about the decision for your son to go to college? You know what, I, I think it's in? worked out really well, actually, to be honest. He's walked out with five GCSEs, and we're really proud of him. That he's walked out with, you know, being brought up in St Albans myself, that he's walked out with five GCSEs, and I'm really proud of him, and he's gone on to college, you know, really proud and is he enjoying it? Is he well, settling in? Well, it's the second weekend, so touch wood, so far, so good. Fantastic, fantastic. So, hoping it will continue. And Jemima, if, you're, if you've got, if there are other parents listening in who have a child taking GCSEs next year or the year after, what advice would you give them? I would advise with, please don't stress with them and have a kind of, Apply for other things. Don't just assume they'll get into sick form. Please apply for other things. And like I say, don't assume they'll get automatically get into sick form like we did. Because they don't always get in. So have a, always have a backup plan. And we didn't realise that until kind of March, April time. Actually, we thought we'd better have a backup plan just in case he doesn't get in. And please, always don't worry; they'll be fine. And actually, you worry more than what I think parents always worry more than what the children do. Actually, to be fair, and I found I was worrying more than what he did. Yeah. So, but always have a backup plan. Always, that's what I always say. Wonderful. And it's worked out well for us. And actually, now I look at it and I think, actually, do you know what? Brilliant. That's fantastic, Jemima. It's, and it's so wonderful to hear you speak about it and to support your son. And the school has been good. I'm not, never going to fault the school because they were very good. But, you know, always have a backup plan. I'll never fault the school at all because they did all they could. And please... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just always think of your child. Don't pressure them at all, because I think that makes it worse. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing, I mean, that we want to hit on, or touch on tonight is, is pressure counterproductive? Does it Does it stop your... Did you think I pressure... I think you'll always go on to do what you want to do, regardless. You could walk out with so many GCSEs and not be happy and walk out with like me, walk out with nothing and I still went on to do what I wanted to do and I was happy as anything so please, please, please do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't pressure your kids let them be kids let them enjoy school do you know what I mean? Absolutely, oh solid advice Jemima that's wonderful, that's really great just let them be children just let them enjoy school which I always regretted, and please let them just enjoy it and come out happy, happy kids. Fantastic. Jemima, thanks a million for joining us on the Parents Show this evening. No worries. <laughs> All no best. worries. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jemima. All thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
what a refreshing story to hear yeah. from a mum and, and such great positivity. And uh, that's that that's a, a theme we're going to explore this evening. It's life for post 16 year olds mm. outside mm. A levels mm. as well as in A levels. Absolutely. And we know that living around here, you know, in St Albans and Harpenden, it is quite an academic area, it seems to be, and students do so well. Um, so it was it was really good to speak to somebody where mum wasn't putting too much pressure on and, and gave some good advice. Let's talk now to Eric, who's in the studio. So Eric is a student. Am I allowed to say your school, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Eric went to Sandra or is at Sandringham School in Marshallswick, and he's just completed his GCSEs and moved now into sixth form. So, Eric, um, good evening. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's great to have you here. And it's nice to hear it from a student's point of view as well as a parent. So um, the first thing I wanted to ask you then really was, can you just tell us about uh, how you feel now the results are out and did you achieve what you wanted to achieve? Um, just a little bit about where are you now, really? Um, yeah, I was really happy with uh, the results I got. Um, and I'm kind of... It's made me feel much more positive about... Um, school in general really oh that's great you feel more positive about being at school yeah yeah i think um that might have something to do with at a level you can choose your subjects yeah at gcse you sort of don't have as much um input into what no you do. no so now you're doing the subjects you want to do yeah but is that really because you got the results you needed because that may not have been the case i guess i think so yeah um if I went to college to do the subjects I'm doing, then I'd have had a pretty big bus ride on some days. Yeah. Um, to do certain subjects at certain campuses and things. So for you, it really was kind of important that you got the enough points in order to stay in Sandringham. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. But was there any point during that two-year period of study when you just thought, "I just don't want to be doing these exams and this revision," or was it all just, you know, easy for you? Yeah. Um, certainly. There were a lot of times when I just thought, you know, what it can't be worth this much, surely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, to a certain extent, I do still kind of feel like that because obviously I'm really happy with the results I got, but there were a lot of times when, you know, there was it's kind of the amount of stress that was, I was going through and that obviously a lot of other students my age are going through as well. Um, it but sort of... Did it sort of make you wonder, what am I doing? You know, I'm only 16, 17, and yeah. all I'm doing is studying. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, do, do you think that schools put too much pressure on the students? Or, I mean, I, I don't want you to um, say anything, you know, negative about your school, but with your mates and stuff, what do you reckon? Um, I think it depends on the child. Okay. Um... I, there were some of my friends that were constantly talking about um, the amount of pressure they're under, um, like really stressing about it and really worried for their exams. And there were then other kids who were just totally indifferent about it and sort of, yeah, my teachers are putting all this pressure on me, but I'm sort of unfazed by it. And I think both of those sets of people if you like uh, mm. happy with the outcome that they got obviously that's just 
out of people I know at my school. Yeah. And the not everyone is like that. It's not representative. So when you look back now, Eric, do you think you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Um, yeah, I think I did. Um, yeah, definitely. Cause there were certain things that I was kind of... There were, there were areas in which I was really kind of slacking in, and but then there were other areas that I was kind of maybe maybe pushing myself a bit too hard in where mm -hmm. i could have let up a bit right but you couldn't see that at that time no. no no do you think it's taken a toll or do you think it took a toll on you over the last two years eric um definitely a mental one and an emotional one i there were times when i was really upset and just as i said earlier it's just what's seriously is it can't be worth this much but um i'm sort of um I'm, I'm back to normal now that i've achieved what i wanted to achieve so that's interesting and is it worth it now to you do you think um it's worth it in a roundabout way as i said earlier I, if i'd have gone to college then to do the courses that i'm doing now that i really wanted to do I would have had to possibly retake a couple of subjects in at GCSE and uh, move around campuses a lot to get to where I needed to be, which would have been a lot of hassle. So I think in terms of getting to a a place with teachers that I can kind of trust to really um, help me out and that I know and that's within walking distance, I think it's it was definitely worth convenient for that and now going into your a-levels do you feel you're better equipped do you, like are the things you're saying to yourself now like i am not going to let this this and this happen to me yeah definitely tell us what you're thinking um the the whole thing about revision when i was doing my gcse's i just kind of i thought throughout year uh, year 10 and half of year 11 i won't start with revision yet because i've got loads of homework um, which was true, a, a lot of homework, and I thought, if I revise this now, then I'll have forgotten it by the time I'm doing my exams, because it's like two years away or whatever. But um, I found myself, during study leave period, like the exa actual exam period when we were at home, I found myself kind of cramming in note-taking, so I think I now know to take notes. I'm starting to revise already. And um, jot things down, notes in notebooks and things. What, after two weeks of being back at school? Yeah. Wow, that's really it's impressive. Just so that I've got everything in front of me when, yeah. I come to, when it comes to exam period. Yeah. And I'm at home just so that I'm not scrambling to write things down. And yeah. So you've learnt from that GCSE yeah. experience. Now, one of the things that Jemima just said to us was, you know, <coughs> advising parents to have a backup plan did you have that or did you think it's fine i'm gonna get the points i'll get into sixth form no i was really worried um, okay about how i was gonna do results wise and um i did have a backup plan can you share that with us yeah i um actually uh applied for a place at oaklands mm -hmm. oh another oaklands yeah and um 
to do similar to what you're now doing at Sandringham. Similar, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it it helped me as much as I knew I had something to fall back on. Yeah. Um, I didn't have as much pressure on myself after that. Okay, that's that's useful to hear. So yeah. So you would agree with Jemima, would you, to, yeah, to advise young stu you know, students to get... Don't just assume you're going to get into sixth form. Yeah, no. Okay. And she also said another point that I personally like as a mum, that happiness is key. Um, what do you think about that? Are you 17 now or 16? Uh, 16. 16. Yeah. I mean, do you think, oh, that's just the kind of things mums say, or no, do you agree? No, I definitely agree. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, he was kind of... He was... Well, I'm not sure... I think he was worried about how he was going to do in his results, uh, in his GCSEs, and what results he was going to get. Yeah. And it turned out that he did really well, um, but he didn't choose to stay on at school, and he's off at a music college now. Oh, okay. And he's really enjoying himself, mm. and seems really happy, and mm. that's kind of, I think that's the most important thing, definitely, yeah. and yeah. doing something that you want to do with yourself. But you're into music too, aren't you? Because you told me you're in bands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how come you chose to go down the sixth form route? Um, purely because I'm not a amazingly skilled musician, and oh, he is. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. He'll know who he is. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, he. Um, for me, I I wanted I want to pursue a musical career. Yeah. But in case that goes wrong. You want I to have this as a backup, a, a normal job, right? In okay, everyday kind of life. Yeah, is that you talking or your parents talking? Um, the sensible side of me. Okay, which excellent. I suppose it's sort of my parents. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so one thing you said to advise young people is to start making their notes straight away, and you've learned to do that. Yeah. Um, anything else that you think would be a good tip for any young, you know, people who are just starting off the GCSE route? Yeah, um, find a hobby that can occupy you when you need to take your mind off stress. I think that really helps. Mm. I think it's really important. Mm. Um, and just anything really that not so that you're constantly thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but so that if you need to just kind of relax and take your mind off everything, you can just kind of go to that hobby and know that you're you need a break from yeah all of you've that. kind of got yeah. some weight off your shoulders sure was that was that your guitar for you then yeah yeah yeah, uh, um, yeah definitely good well you sound like you've got it all sorted to me i'm sure you're not feeling that quite at the moment <laughs> but um thank you very much for sharing your experience with us and thank we'd you. love to see you in two years time and hear how a levels went yeah so, uh, or before on the music show. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. And we're talking all about GCSE results and we're coming at it from all different angles. We've just spoke to Eric Layton, a student from Sandringham School, about his experience of um, 
getting his GCSE results and we spoke spoke uh, just before that to Jemima Durant about her son's experience and now to put a very important piece in the puzzle we've got Louise Knight who's a career advisor and she's she's joined us in the studio Louise thanks for coming into the studio Hi, hello Lydia lovely to have you here so I'd say loads of parents want to hear from you tell us has the career landscape changed over the past few years well, I think it's certainly changed from when you and I were making career decisions, Lydia. Um, there was a very interesting study out last week, um, cross-generational study that compared the career aspirations of young people now with 20 years ago. Um, I don't know if you can guess what's on the list, but 20 years ago, dream jobs were things like teacher, scientist and footballer. <laughs> As today's generation, what they want to do, and what you'll find in the top five on that list are writer, YouTube sensation, and travel blogger. Are you so serious? completely different? Wow. And you can see that the impact of technology and, and the internet on those career choices. That's amazing. Is there such as a such a thing as a YouTube? What is it? A YouTube blogger? No. What did you? Yeah. Say? Well. well it, it's, it's, it's not a, of course it's not a typical job in terms of a nine to five and a traditional qualification route but sure you can make fantastic money out of being an internet blogger um uh, but it's a job that's it's done from home um it might be all sorts of different hours so it's a very non-traditional when you compare that to you know those, those other jobs the traditional ones we talked about teacher scientist lawyer and, and so on yeah so it has changed quite dramatically and I'm sure that makes your life an awful lot more difficult as a careers advisor. Tell us, what are, what are students up against in choosing careers? Um, there are so many choices out there, aren't there? It's very difficult to know where to start. Um, if I was to give some sensible advice on that, though, and we looked at labour market trends, so there are people who you know, work in think tanks who look at what are the projected jobs of the future. Um, if you want to be really sensible, you would look at STEM subjects. Do you want me to say what STEM is? Please do. I know all our young people will know, but it, it, it's science, technology, uh, engineering, maths. So if you're good at those subjects and you stick with those they tend to be the areas where there's going to be lots of expansion of careers in the future uh, so ones to watch are things like life sciences so jobs in uh, preventing or treating disease then we've got ad advanced manufacturing something we're really good at in Hertfordshire so we've got huge companies that specialize in space satellite digital technologies um, so they're, they're the predicted growth industries of the future. Wow, I had no idea. No. Did you know, Sherry? No, not at all. Gosh, that's, that's so interesting. That is really interesting. I mean, I hear lots of talk about STEM, but um, so you're saying if you have any aptitude or interest in that direction... They're the sensible ones to stick with. Right. And what do you ever encourage students not to be sensible? <laughs> um, absolutely yeah every so so I, I work in a school and I interview students every week and every student is different everybody has different aptitudes different interests different talents um, yes every everybody's pathway is different um, 
and I think it's really important like you said about hobbies Eric I think it's really important that you have lots of interests as well as school so you take part in extracurricular activities you do work experience you volunteer you take positions in school out of school all those things that really build you as a person um, and give you lots of skills and attributes that maybe you can draw on to try and choose your career for the future but I can imagine lots of students saying but I've got so much homework, I don't have time to go and volunteer somewhere. But do you think it's as much value added as studying? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we see GCSE results increasing year on year. It becomes more competitive to, to enter the jobs market. So employers now aren't just, aren't just looking for a good set of GCSEs. That They want employability skills. Um, and the only way to get those is to do all those other activities that I just mentioned. And Louise, what would you say is the optimal age for children to start doing all these extra kind of curricular things? You know, when is it too young to start at eight or are we looking at when they start their GCSEs? Um, I, you know, I, I don't think eight is probably too young, Shirley, in a, in a, in a gentle way. Um, mm. you, you know, as a good parent, you are going to encourage your children to follow their dreams, to try new things. Um, but that's what I'd suggest that parents keep doing as their children get older. And, and you know, to try and find that balance between homework, hobbies, as Eric said, um, you know, and other things out of school, because employers are looking for well-rounded people with lots of skills, not mm. just study skills. So... The sorry, I should say students. The students you work with now, I mean, do you think they're quite positive about the future? There's so much going on the in the political climate, isn't there, in the UK at the moment? How, what are they like when they come and talk to you, the, these students? Um, I mean, I, I love working with young people because yeah. they're effervescent and positive <laughs> and outward looking um so I, I think that they that they genuinely believe that the world is their oyster and they Great. can aim high and they can make it um and you know i would always support that mm -hmm. super you must have to unpick an awful lot because i mean with, with each student trying to find the path for them trying to encourage them to do hobbies find the right way is it incredibly time-consuming figuring or helping a child on their on the right path as a, as a parent or an advisor as an advisor um i think it's it, i'm one piece in the puzzle aren't i so um you know friends and family have a massive influence probably the biggest influence on a on a young person's career choice um your teachers have a huge influence if you've had a favorite teacher at school that often influences you there's a fabulous PE teacher at my school and i've lost count of the number of students who've said i think i'd like to be a PE teacher oh tell me about how that came about because i because i've missed so and so she's just i think she's fantastic um so yeah I, th I think there are lot, lots of influences on young people's choice and there's lots of help out there as well um did you want me to say a bit more about yes please okay so um i mean every every student at, at, at a state school now at every school um has a statutory duty to have an, an an impartial careers advisor so that's somebody that your child should seek out find out when they can see them how they can see them how they refer themselves for a, a careers interview 
Um, there's a website now. It's called the National Careers Service, and there are all kinds of online tools that you can use on there, quizzes, questionnaires, um, to, to, to get new ideas of, of careers that might suit you. Um, there's a whole load of, of, of websites and tools that you can access from the, as I said, the National Careers Service website. Um, and if you're in Hertfordshire, the Youth Connection Service uh, run uh, drop-in um, drop surgeries in their one-stop shops and they're, they're available all across Hertfordshire for, for young people to use. Fantastic. And at the beginning of the show, we were talking to Jemima and she was telling us that her son was initially disappointed with his GCSE results, but now she he she's delighted for him on the path that he's taken it, um, going to Oaklands and Wellen. And do you... Do you do you find that children are eager to take on, you know, the the post-GCSE route that doesn't involve A-levels? Do you think people are more, they're opening their options more? Um, I mean, my perspective is, is, is very much that there are a whole range of different options out there and I want young people to consider all of them and figure out the best fit for them, not the one that their friends are doing or even sometimes perhaps the one that their parents have said they should do. I think as parents, perhaps the one thing that I would ask is that if you did it a certain way, you know, maybe you did A-levels and a degree, don't automatically assume that that's the only pathway for your child. You know, they're not you. They've got different strengths and abilities. And so I just say, be really open-minded to all those other pathways. Don't just expect that sixth form and A-levels, you know, a common choice, but it's certainly not the only choice. And there are lots of jobs now where there's many different routes to get there. Um, you know, so, so students... Um, like Jemima's son who might have been you know initially really disappointed in a very difficult situation perhaps didn't get his results that he wanted while everybody else around him is celebrating you no know, my heart goes out to him um but I'm sure he'll get there in the end because he'll have found a different pathway to get to his original goal um and that's just as good that's and that's exactly what she was saying as a mum he'll get there if he wants to get there you know which is it's great news and it's such an important message for for students and young people to hear isn't it because when this pressure becomes so all-encompassing and they think that it's this or nothing it's it's a terrible situation to be putting young people in it's a terrible feeling to be giving them that they that they don't have any other choice whereas what we're hearing from you louise and from eric and from jemima is that there's actually lots of choice out there and do you think that information is readily available for, about colleges and apprenticeships um, that's an interesting question. I, I said earlier that there is a duty now that schools have to have an, an independent person, so not just somebody from the school who might only talk about, you know, the options at school, that there should be someone that young people can talk to about all the options, you know, who's completely unbiased and just has the young person's interests at heart. So I do think that those people are in, in, in schools now. You might just have to dig a little bit to find out how you see them and when they're available, but they're, they're, they're definitely there for young people, and uh, there are so many good websites out there now um there's a brilliant one called iCood.com and it's it's little career videos so it's lots of successful people on there who love their job they're passionate about it and you can play a little video clip to find out what they do and and how they got there in fact one of my favorites on there is actually richard branson 
and he is a brilliant example for students who maybe have some learning difficulties have struggled a bit at school on a traditional GCSE A-level um, route um, you know he, he, he left school at 15 with no qualifications and you know globally is now worth millions and, and everybody would say is a massive success story so yeah there's definitely lots of different options out there and different different routes suit different people brilliant that's fantastic Lou any last few words for parents any last tips um well I know you you've got you've got and your next guest is yeah. is coming on from college and I know he'll say a bit more about some of the other options but I would just like to say a little push about apprenticeships so often they've been seen as a bit of a second rate option um but the government now are very keen that young people consider this as a, a valid route to a well-paid career so they've promised three million new apprenticeship places in the next five years um there's a new degree level apprenticeship now um, that I don't know if many parents have heard mm. of. An amazing opportunity where um, you work for a, an employer. It could be the BBC, um, Jaguar Land Rover, Tesco. Um, you do a job, you get paid a salary. Um, but crucially, the employer pays for you to do your degree at the same time. So at the end of your five-year programme, you've got all of that work experience and no student debt. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there are lots of new things in the pipeline that, um, as I said earlier, be open-minded to all the different options out there. Fantastic. Thanks a million, Louise. That's invaluable information, mm. I'm sure. Um, if parents are listening live they might actually recommend their friends to listen to this podcast afterwards so they can share the information around good then we've just helped yeah thanks a million louise you're listening to the parents show on radio varalum 92.6 fm and um we're talking about gcse results and post 16 education and a very important part of our uh, the picture is of course our local college Oakland's College and we have Sean Scully um, to joining us on the phone Hi Sean Yeah hello how are you? Not too bad not too bad thanks for joining us No problem at all good evening um, Now tell us a little bit about the GCSE results this year and how they went uh, In terms of well the students that we take uh, as you say we're post 16 so we take on the three GCSEs we actually offer um, maths and English which are the retakes so the students that haven't got their A to C because now it's a mandatory requirement that students need to achieve their A to C in maths and English so we obviously offer that and, and of course we, we also offer GCSE science so we get a combination of post-16 students who have left school and are coming to college and need to achieve their GCSEs but we also get a high number of adults who for whatever particular reasons, a lot more industries now are looking for, you know, A to C's and like the care industry, for example, it's, it's, a, it's been a lot in the public domain about needing A to C's to, in maths and English to be able to work in the care industry. So that's predominantly what we have. In terms of results, uh, we're probably slightly behind last year in terms of success in English and maths. And a lot of, a lot of that is to do with a lot of the students that we that we do get at the college are students that have had two years of teaching English and maths already, so that they've faced you know difficult time at school. They may arrive. We, we obviously get an awful lot that have already achieved their maths and English, but if somebody hasn't or a student hasn't, we we put them through it again. We try and support them to achieve the A to C because it's something that if they want to go into university or into the workplace or I caught the tail end of the last conversation. 
and you're talking about higher apprenticeships and things like that, they will need their maths and English A to C. And do you think, um, is the system changing? Is, and are, are students up against it even more than they were before? Uh, I, I think, yeah, GCSEs, and you, you read an awful lot about it getting tougher, and I, I, I do probably, you know, agree with that. But what I will kind of say is that the other side of it is as important as GCSEs are, and they really are, you know, they're a measurement in a point of time about a student's progress. They've worked two years towards the GCSEs. But the fact is, the GCSEs, you know, as we experience in a post-16 college, they won't define a young person because fundamentally, yes, you, we have entry criterias to get on different courses, you know, level one, level two, level three. But what we often have is we'll get a student who will come with what people would say are, are weaker GCSEs, but they'll get themselves onto a vocational qualification, which could be, you know, any construction craft, it could be animal care, it could be sport, it could be public services, it could be, you know, health and beauty, it could be any, any range of things, and they'll work their way up to a level three, which is an A-level equivalency. So, yeah, GCSEs, the landscape of GCSEs is changing. You obviously, what the, we've got the changes for next year's GCSEs in terms of the point scale, you know, the one to nine. So, yeah, the landscape's changing, but I think as a college, what we focus on is making sure that the student is doing something that they really, really, that their heart is in, that they really desire to do. Because we get the best out of the young people that come along when they're, for example, the students take up things like engineering. We'll take students at level three engineering if they have six A to Cs. We wouldn't necessarily take them without their English and maths, but what can happen, even if the GCSEs have gone badly, they can start at a level two engineering and then progress up again and then get to the level three just one year later. So as important as GCSEs are, they're not the be-all and end-all in terms of how, you know, in terms of a student progressing and achieving what they want to do, be it in industry or the workplace or, and, or onto higher education. And, and obviously in your role, Sean, you can see that. And as an older mum, I can see that. But when you're 16, it, it doesn't quite feel like that, does there? Do no, you mean, absolutely. And that, that's, that's a lot of the advice and guidance yeah. the teams who have a college have to really work with. Yeah. We do get a lot of students that... They have aspirations, be it progress to sixth form. You know, that's what they were always going to do, or it is, you know, I'm going to go on a level three. And then all of a sudden the results haven't gone the way they wanted to, and it, it can feel like the end of the world. Yes. You know, you're 16, you've done two years, and you feel like you've done a lifetime at 16 when you've done two years of studying. But the fact is, is that for many kids and for many students we deal with, it's actually the start of doing something that they're really passionate and their heart is in. Because we also get a lot of students that haven't really thought further than sixth form and then when you know what happens the results might work out and the school or whatever may say we, we're not going to progress you to the sixth form you need to look at your other options but then it opens the mind up to vocational options mm -hmm. so you know you could say well i want to be a sports coach i've always loved sport or i want to be do sports science or it could be i want to do like i say engineering or construction construction management animal care you know and what happens is it kind of it's awful at the time because obviously students haven't achieved what they set out to achieve or things haven't gone as well as they have. But the point we always say is it's far from the end of the world. You know, the, you know, the, kids, the students we get, and an awful lot of them, they mightn't achieve what they wanted to, but so many of them are so successful. You know, last year as a college, we, we do what we call a destination data exercise where we ring the students that have left and find out whether they've gone into what's called a positive destination. And that is through three things. It's either gone into higher education, 
or they've progressed in their education within the college or somewhere else or they've gone into an employment and 98% of the students that left within three months were in a positive destination. So, and, and, and within that mix will be students that GCSEs at the time didn't go great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, they are a measurement of a student's ability at a point in time. That's, that's, that's a given. Mm. But what they're not is, you know, the thing we all say, GCSEs won't define anybody. They won't. They're important, but they won't define them. What will define them is when they set their heart to what they want to do, be it, I want to be an engineer, or I do want to go to university and I'm going to take a different route to get there. So, yeah, they are obviously massively important, but the thing we always say is they won't define someone yeah. at 16 years of age. I think that's really helpful for parents and indeed students to hear that, Sean, and certainly the same message is coming through from all four of the guests that have been on to this evening. So do, do you think there is a shift in the belief that A-levels are the only way after GCSEs? There is, without a doubt. Good. Without a doubt, oh, massively. But there's also a shift in terms of university. We, we're offering an, an incredible amount of higher apprenticeships where students, and we know within the department, the executive office where I work at the college, we have two students that... You know, they actually finished their A-levels and then decided, well, actually, I'm not going to go to university. I want a job, you know, I'm going to achieve my higher education qualification and, and get paid while I'm doing it. Right. So there's a shift, I think, at two levels. There's a shift, at, like you say, at, you know, G what happens after GCSE, and there's also a shift what happens after A-levels. Because after GCSEs, you know, there's so many options for students. You know, an apprenticeship at level three, level three apprenticeships, which, you know, is, as they say, that's an A-level standard apprenticeship. But level three qualifications carry A-level equivalencies but allow students to specialise in a vocational discipline but also have the ability, if they want to, to go into university. So there, there, is, a, there is a big shift mm. completely. Yeah, I obviously didn't hear what the other people in the panel said, but, but the big shift can only be good for students because the more options they have, the more likely they are to be able to control their own destiny. You know, sixth form is great. You know, I myself went through sixth form, but what I found as a shift is that it's not the be-all or end-all. I just wanted to um, bring Eric in here, if that's all right, who's in the yeah, studio with us, who's just finished the GCSE process. And Eric, I just wondered how you felt about hearing that, you know, that um, it doesn't define you. It's a point in time where we're kind of measuring what you know. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I um, definitely agree. Right. Um, I, no, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, it, it doesn't matter at all what however well you do at, at GCSE level mm. there will always be things that you want to do that you will still be able to do yeah Louise same you you feeling that I think aren't you too yeah I think I think that, that's that's really good advice um is a it is a point in time there are always other ways you know and you sort of learn from that experience and the main thing is you kind of have some grit and determination you sort of pick yourself up and, and move on and you try again and, and you know set new goals and go for them mm. yeah thank you um sean one of the other question we just wanted to speak to you yeah. very quickly is about what's your advice in sort of 20 seconds to parents of children who are just starting off on that gcse route well fundamentally you know, support them to do the best they can do yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, there's no GCSE that's more important than the other, so they say. However, maths and English is, are, are so crucial. Okay. So crucial. Because there's so many industries that, that desire the maths and English at grades A to C. So really is support them to get their maths and English A to C. 
obviously, and to do as well as they can, but, but to really consider their options. After they've done the first year of GCSE studies, find out how that's gone, and then, then start looking at what the options could be after. Also, and that then, early, after the first year? Yeah, well, just, just in terms of, not I'm talking about change or do whatever, but consider all options. Okay. So fundamentally, you know, even though the GCSEs are, are, are the target of that period in time, there's things after, and and the more options and the more exploration that that young person does in terms of what industry or career work experience is fantastic for young people it really is mm. because it shows what the world of work is like so i would advise parents yes focus on the gcses but also have an eye on vocational work experience and opportunities because fundamentally we will all want our children to get a job that's that's you know whether that's a given, after yeah. university or whatever mm. so the earlier you can find out what that young person is passionate about the more likely you are to get the best out of them. And that's what we really see as a college. Because in my years there, I've seen some students walk in with what we would really say are disappointing GCSEs at that time. They've gone on to achieve, you know, first at university, they've gone on to achieve high salaries in different sectors. Mm. Because fundamentally, they ended up putting their heart into what really mattered. Yeah, that's brilliant. Sean, thanks a million for joining us. No problem at all. Excellent advice. All the best. All right, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Great advice all round, Shirley, hasn't it been? I mean, keep your really options helpful. open, keep mm. your mind, keep an open mind about it. Stop with the pressure. Back off, parents. Don't put any more pressure on. Children are well able to put the pressure on themselves. Mm. But fantastic advice all round. And I certainly like the bit that Sean was just saying about, you know, it is a measurement, isn't it? A point in time where these children are and who knows where they're going to go, you know, in another year, two years. Um, and we know that all young people now are being encouraged to accept that there are different routes to finding that job that hopefully you're going to enjoy um, for a long time. Fantastic. Um, thanks to all our guests this evening. If you go to our Facebook page, all links and mentions will be on there. All the best. Bye-bye. Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution.